0: deserve It is Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast and we are Two fit crazy and the microphone we are where it's at Brian how you doing
1: I'm doing well Christine
0: It is February That's right Puxitani Phil saw his shadow I am now fighting Phil and I are not friends
1: He's a rodent It doesn't right?
0: matter We don't we I'm don't. not I'm not having this extra 6 weeks of Winter, so he
1: can it's coming tomorrow. back in his hole. Let me let me tell you how it works. <laughs> it's gonna be it'll get warm. Uh-huh. It'll be summer Memorial Day weekend. Oh, that's really? how it works here in New Jersey
0: because oh, it was garbage last year. Yeah, but no, but like
1: that's when it gets. That's when you the calendar the, the you know the, the swings the, it swings before that it's like <clears throat> yeah you, it's like it's you know it'll be forty five and rainy in May mm-hmm. and then we're like Yay, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're like I thought it was supposed to be oh. summer every year we say the same thing yeah true. Yeah. True, true. That,
0: but um, before we can talk about Super Bowl or Valentine's Day, we need to talk about Mark Nutting, who is such an awesome human being. His he has so many different lives. Like he, like I said, I said, I'm like, how old are you? Because you should be a thousand years old <laughs> for all of the stuff that you've done. It's
1: like a Forrest right? Gump. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so many things.
1: But uh, you know what? what a tremendous resource. Yes. I mean, he's just because of his experience and because of the different, uh, tiers, uh, of, of life, uh, you know, he's, he's really become, uh, you know, an authority on the business of personal training and, and, um, you know, he's got his fitness business specialist program. Uh, he's hosting masterminds, uh, you know, for, for MedFit Network. and Owner
0: and, of Jeeva Fitness yeah. in eastern Pennsylvania. He's been in the industry for 42 years, people. So don't reach out to him and say, let me help you grow your business. Because he is the guru of let me help you grow your business.
1: I mean, could you imagine that? Mm-hmm. You'll hear a story in this so episode. Funny. It's really funny, but he's the, a superhero. The audacity of some people out there trying to sell business and fitness Mark. business to anybody, especially Mark. Superhero. <laughs> yes.
0: And he is a superhero.
1: True life so superhero. So you're going you're
0: going to have to listen for that one because that's really cool. Gives, you know, gives us some street cred. Brian and I, for our kids to (laughs) say who we know.
1: I get to go home and tell my kids that I interviewed Captain America. Yeah.
0: He was also Hulk at some
1: point. All of them. (sighs) Spider-Man.
0: Really, really cool. But in addition to all of his amazing and a lot of dancing, you'd be really surprised Mark is a phenomenal dancer as well, so he'll tell you all about this. And a
1: collegiate football player. Yeah, I mean, it, we're talking about a well-rounded like man I, here.
0: Like, <laughs> like I said, I don't <laughs> understand how he has the time. I mean, it's I, you know what? We're all squirrels, like we said. We're just we're looking at shiny lights and we're you know, all over the place. But we love to live and we love relationships. And if you walk away from this podcast today, you know, I, I flat out ask Mark, like, what's the thing with selling and? you know, we are all in sales, but what, what makes someone successful and what makes someone, you know, kind of have to find another job. And he gets into it, you know, and talks about listening and communication and, and the importance of just being present and learning to ask certain questions. So really cool. I'm hands down, drop the mic. Mark Nutting's amazing.
1: There you have it. Really good episode, everybody. I hope you enjoy Thank
0: mark nodding to the show see brian i started it like you wanted now I'm
1: proud of you christine Woo!
0: all right we're, i know we're moving and shaking and um we are evolving as a podcast i mean it's only been like 200 episodes or whatnot and um
1: 255
0: yeah so
1: not that anybody's counting <laughs> no
0: no but it's been a while it's been a hot second since we've been on the airwaves for the world and mark Welcome to the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. How are you? Well, thank
2: you so much for having me, guys.
0: Oh, we're, My pleasure. We're excited. This has been a long time in the mix, Mark, and you are a fit crazy. You've been involved with fit crazy things. <laughs> You've been
2: talking to my clients, I know.
0: For a long time. And we're super excited because your name is out there, Mark. People, if they don't know you yet, they will today. They will know you. So, first off, where are you coming to us from?
2: Uh, I live in Eastern Pennsylvania, Ooh. which is uh, right on the Delaware River. Actually, we're right on the the uh, the con- confluence of the Delaware and the Lehigh River. So, um, we're and we're just like walking distance from New Jersey.
1: You know, it's
0: awesome—is that he's not that I walk there very often. Eastern Eastern time zone, so we didn't have to play these hoops right. of like fifteen hour. What
1: makes Who? things very huh? interesting? <laughs> Eastern Pennsylvania, home to Larry Holmes.
2: Absolutely, that's right. The the Eastern Assassin, the
1: Eastern Assassin. That jab, it's nasty. All right,
0: all right. So tell us, Mark, what the heck are you up to right now? I know you've got a lot going on, both professionally and personally, and. There's, uh, there's a lot of layers to you, which is always fascinating. Ah, the many
2: layers of Mark. Yes. <laughs> uh, my wife and I own Jiva Fitness, which is a small boutique studio uh, here in Easton. And we offer group fitness and personal training. Uh, and with, as everybody who owned a brick and mortar uh, did, uh, once COVID hit and we got locked down, we went uh, online live streaming. And we continue to do live streaming as well as in person now at this point. Uh, So that's Jiva Fitness. Um, I'm doing a couple of uh, mastermind groups for MedFit uh, Network. Currently, just started my second one yesterday uh, with eight participants. And uh, so far, so good. They're they're feeling great. Uh, I think people are getting a lot out of it. Uh, I've got a bootload of presentations coming up these days i've had one actually wednesday night you were talking about that time difference wednesday night i presented from uh 8 to 9 p.m which was uh noon australian time mm. for one for a filex conference uh dan and mike eska dan mike eska and myself um and uh what else Present presenting. And then, then I just have the, the same ADD that I always have going, ooh, that project. Or, <laughs> oh, that one. Ooh, Squirtle. <laughs> uh, so there are a bunch of other things I'd like to be doing. So I'm a little bit all, all over the place with current professional projects.
1: All over the place is business as usual, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like we're, yeah, I, I, much, yes. I, I see the squirrel too, right? It's like, right. oh yeah, I was supposed to do that today. Oh yeah, that person's coming. Okay, I got it. You know, I've got my my calendar, but sometimes it's like they surprise me. I am the squirrel. <laughs> I, you are the, <laughs> be the squirrel. I am the, be squirrel. the squirrel. Be the squirrel. If I if I really want, I am mess, the walrus. I mess
0: with Brian. I'll show him my my daily calendar. Oh, my man. daily agenda
1: freaks me out yeah. yeah no it's 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 a beautiful mind there's charts is charts and there's uh you know strings attaching <laughs> yeah. to
2: different pin my office
0: and- <laughs> b- the back of my door looks like a beautiful mind people are like what
2: is this I'm like don't that's, ask it's more sense. organization than I have going on so congratulations Christine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so listen mark they don't they don't just like you know get some newbie to you know organize and run a mastermind <laughs> right so you uh, <laughs> You know, it's not, it's oh, not you're like you're saying a, I'm old. No, no, I, I no, no, no. I'm saying experienced. Right. Uh, ah. so <laughs> they Sounds didn't, so
2: much better. They didn't
1: just pluck some, uh, you know, some newly certified fitness instructor. Uh, obviously, there's, there's a, you've got a background. Um, how long have you been doing this?
2: Well, as of this year, well, you know, it's I've been doing it since 1980. So 42 years. Beautiful. I've been in health club management and personal training.
1: And and you got started how would what was the interest of yours? You're an athlete? What what was the
2: uh I, I was an athlete. I uh I played football through I mean from 4th grade to uh through college. And uh I mean I did track and field as well. Uh at a boy. I actually entered college as a chemistry major and just I I loved chemistry in high school and then you know I went to the university and their chemistry program was sub-high school level as far as it just was not organized well and didn't go well. So I went into my second love, which was exercise science. Uh, phys- back, in, back in my day, you'll hear me say this a lot. Back in my day, back in my day, they didn't have exercise science. They, all you could do was, was major in physical education. So my degree is in physical education. Um, but for about five of us who knew that we didn't want to be in public schools teaching, uh, they created a science concentration for us. So it was as, you know, an early on exercise science, um, a degree. And, um, you know, I, I love that area, but it also wasn't a career back then. I mean, at least certainly personal training wasn't a career back then. And my first, it's actually interesting because I was just thinking about, um, as we talk about medical fitness, uh, you know, Christine and I have had these conversations, uh, the, Medical fitness for me started 42 years ago, which is when I was working with an exercise physiology laboratory and running a, a cardiac rehab program. Or I wasn't running a, I was, you know, I was one of the instructors for a cardiac rehab program. Uh, and that's where I really fell in love and knew this was what I wanted to do. Uh, so you know, even back then, the, the cardiac rehab was going, and you can see the importance in that. And it, my, my story, when I talk about the motivation, what, what, what is your why, Is I had a a participant in this cardiac rehab. She was seventy-two. I now make up her name because I really can't remember. I think it was Mary, but she seventy-two had had a heart attack, and this is her post rehab, her, her cardiac rehab that she's doing. You know, barely walking around the room, doing some arm stretching exercises or arm reaching. You know, just really low level cardio, and after about six months of you know progression. She came to me and said, "Uh, you know, Mark, I was thinking that I'd like to get a little bit more activity in. And what do you think about me buying a stationary bicycle? I was like, that's so cool. Great. You know, go for it. But yeah, absolutely. Time goes on. She's doing the exercise bike and she's still coming to the, the cardiac rehab classes. And about, you know, another six months goes by and she comes up, you know, I was I never learned how to swim. I was thinking about taking swimming lessons. And I was just going. This is the coolest thing ever, and that that right there is has always been my why is how dramatically you can change people's lives or help them change their lives uh, at any age, and you know so that that was my introduction and my you know the drinking the Kool Aid right there to this profession.
0: That is awesome, and I mean what. Where did that go from there? I mean, obviously, you know, it takes a lot to go from. Wow, I'm working with cardio rehab. I this is this is my shine. I love to see this. I love to see people change. But that still wasn't something that no. was normal, right?
2: Here it, it comes. Now no, it's, here's here the shit. Go. This uh, I um, when I was in college. And going through the physical education curriculum, you are required to take about a billion skills courses. And so you have to take, you know, okay, here's folk dancing, here's this. And, you know, one of my skills is go take this jazz dancing class. I took it. I, I thought it was the best thing ever. I had such a great time with it and really enjoyed it. The Then they had a, a, a master class with this dance, uh, this choreographer, uh, company uh, owner, he, uh, he came up from Boston and had this master class, And I took that and I go, I love this guy. I love his style. I really enjoy this. So upon, you know, leaving the university's cardiac rehab program, I moved to Boston to continue studying dance with him and also found a job in a health club at the same time. Um, and that's why the move Uh, It's funny. I was just telling this this story today, actually, this morning, of your worst job in the world, uh, the worst job you've ever had. And I've had some, you know, during college, I I worked woolen mills, I worked bridge construction, I, all kinds of, you know, menial things. Uh, But I was working for this this company in Boston, and I started off as just a trainer, and you know, then became the fitness director, then ended up being the general manager of this this company and but this is this is in the 80s and in the 80s sales it was a hard hard sell was a big thing and i was not in charge of the sales team of this company and the owner brought in this sales consultant who who you know didn't care how you sold as long as you sold the the uh The salespeople were under, I went through the sales training, which was mortifying to me, you know, an idealist who just wants to help people Mm. here. They're saying, you know, going, you know, I don't care. I want them to sign up for a five-year contract and then not show up. So we have room for more people to, you know, sell memberships to. Uh, So just the antithesis of what I was hoping for, you know, and so gradually, I mean, I had salespeople trying to hit their numbers so that they win a trip to Jamaica and they would sell whatever. They actually, you know, this we this company had fitness classes, weight room, but it also had dance classes. And so somebody came looking for mime classes. We didn't offer mime classes, but they sold them a membership saying, Yes, we have mime classes. <laughs> and that was kind of that was kind of the end of it, going, You're selling stuff we don't even have. So this is ridiculous. I you know, and I was looking in the I looked in the mirror at one time and saw how pale I was and realized I went through about a bottle of aspirin a week, you know, and just going, this is not, I'm dying here. And in spite of the, the, how much I learned, you know, in management going through this, the, uh, the evolution of my position there, it just was not worth it. So that was my first job I ever quit. And probably the, it was the only one I've, you know, only place I've ever worked where I really didn't like, what what i was being forced to do uh so that was my from there in boston didn't take me long i found another job in, in health club management and personal training at another health club uh was in boston for a while uh, taking dance classes still um and then the people i was taking dance classes with they were all like well you, may, you need to take voice too so we all went to the same vocal coach and uh and then at a certain point, voice coach says, you need to go to New York to audition. And so myself and a couple of the other uh, people I danced with moved to New York to pursue musical theater. And I got there and I immediately started working at a health club because that's, that's. I mean, I've never not wanted to be in health club uh, situation and, and um uh, and personal training. I love. I love the industry. I love everything I do. But I had a side interest. You know, I'm, it's my squirrel. It's it's going. This is cool. I want to be over here too. So I went to New York. Uh, had a tough time finding a voice coach there. Uh, I was working at a health club, and the, uh, yeah, it, it can segue. There's there's a lot of different directions here. Uh, I was working at a health club. And I did audition. I found, you know, a dance studio. I was taking dance classes in New York and, uh, I did audition for one Broadway show. So I auditioned for the Phantom of the Opera, you know, and, um, but I, I sort of got sidetracked. Squirrel. Mm -hmm. Um, as I was introduced to improvisational theater. And I ended up doing improv for 10 years in New York city. Uh had my own company for three years, taught improv, uh, as well as directed and produced shows. The, so that was a, still an aside. Another aside, this now, I'm still I'm still doing uh, personal training and I'm still in the fitness field. And I'm, you know, and I've shifted where I've worked to. Then I was working for New York sports clubs. I ended up working corporately for New York sports clubs as the curriculums director. So I wrote the in-house curriculums for their trainers and help teach the trainers but at the same time i also uh there was an audition for muscular male dancers and i go that sort of fits me and i went to the audition it turns out it was for the macy's day parade marvel was hiring people to be superheroes to be on their float yes (laughs) so i got cast as captain america Yes. Heck you, yeah, you did. You could, you could. You could actually. You. It still exists on YouTube. There's 1987 uh, Marvel float in the Macy's parade, and you will see me as Captain America. Uh,
1: we'll, we'll try and get that that's into the cool We're going to yeah, try yeah, and right. get that into the show notes. All right. We have right, now. We're yeah. going to
0: end the show right now, <laughs> Mark. That's cool. Whatever else you've done, and okay. Cut. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I got hooked up with Marvel and I worked with Marvel for about eight years doing personal appearances, you know, which is here and there, you know, I did a couple of the Macy's parades and then, and then they'd send us all over. The, I mean, I got sent, I got sent to the South of France, uh, to do a, a conference there. Uh, and I did it as the incredible Hulk. That, 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 was a big costume that was, you know, made me about seven feet tall and with, you know, that's a long story, but, but nonetheless, you know, so they sent us all around, um, that was over here. And then Squirrel. at the same time, improv was happening. I was working for New York sports clubs uh, corporately. Um, I always had, always, always had uh, a side business. I always was doing personal training at people's homes too. Uh, so that was going on. And let me see. Um, I met my wife. My, she wasn't my wife at the time. But I met, I met her, uh, Heather, at the Pumping Iron Gym on Broadway and the, you know, a year later we got married and, uh, she, she was part of my improv. I mean, she came into doing improv first as taking classes from me. And then, uh, later on, she was part of the company. Uh, she was a professional dancer, uh, who had just returned to the United States. She'd been dancing in Paris for five years, uh, but met her at pumping our gym because she was there with a mutual friend uh, from there, you know, all that stuff going on in New York City, uh, we had two kids and decided we didn't know how to raise them in New York City. We wanted to know, OK, real where are we where are we going to go then? She lived her 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 father was living in Easton, Pennsylvania, which is where I am now. Um, and her sister lived here, but her mother lived in Maine. And my whole family lives in Maine. And as much as I didn't think I'd ever go back to Maine, we moved to Maine to raise kids. Uh, in Maine, uh, we, I got a job as a fitness director, personal trainer instructor at a club in southern Maine, <clears throat> which we were there for 12 years uh, working at this club. I mean, she worked, she had literally, my wife Heather had an office right next to mine. Uh, and, you know, we had an intercom, but we would just yell across, you know, yell through the <laughs> wall if we needed something. Uh, one of the, you know, I guess as we're talking about a progression of career, I have always, when I was the curriculums coordinator for Town Sports International or New York Sports Clubs, the, you know, I always like to introduce and teach and, and coach trainers on things I thought they were lacking. You know, in the environment, I could see them doing plyometrics incorrectly. And, you know, so I, I got interested in, in m- more teaching, you know, doing more. I, I started public speaking in, in high school and I've always been doing public speaking. Uh, my first conference presenting at a conference was, well, while I was still in college, uh, at a state conference. Uh, so, I mean, I've always been educating trainers as well. I mean, uh, for, I mean, not only physical education teachers on strength and conditioning, but I mean, then ter- personal trainers through, you know, New York sports clubs and, and the curriculum uh, as a curriculum coordinator. But I always tried to do what are they lacking and seeing them do all these things wrong. I thought, OK, where can I get more information about this and help them do it correctly? Uh, at the time, I was already, you know, beh- besides having a d- degree, I also was certified by ACSM. Um, and, uh, but that, you know, it's much more particularly at the time was much more clinical and not that sports conditioning. So I went to the NSCA, got certified by the NSCA to delve into that strength and conditioning more and make sure I knew uh, as much like it, as I could about, uh, strength and conditioning and periodization and plyometrics and all those things. And then started teaching the trainers that, but what I realized, you know, particularly when I was in Maine, it, the, what was blatantly apparent is the biggest thing trainers are missing in order to be uh successful is really the business information you know they i yeah okay you got the strength i mean a, a perfect example of this was when i came into that club I was, we were, I was we were working at in southern maine i had this trainer who had a master's degree in exercise science he had a bachelor's in exercise science he had you know a cscs uh you know he was an NSC, NSCA CPT. He, you know, he had all the, the knowledge that you could want. He could not get a new client. He, you know, and I tried to coach him on that. And then at the time, I was not the best business coach. Uh, this is kind of what started me on an a in-depth journey on that. But he he couldn't get a new client. It was, I mean, he was great if you handed him a client. But for him to actually get a client, he just couldn't do it. He, you know, the closest he would come to uh, selling somebody, of course, you know, selling was a, not something any trainer ever wanted to do. Uh, the closest he came to selling something was he gave us a price sheet for the, you know, the 20 things that we offered and said, here, take this home, think about what you might like to do. Rather than pointing them in any direction, giving a couple options, you know, recommending something, none of that happened. And this is after I, I had coached him on trying to work better. And I just realized, okay, this is not happening. He ended up resigning because he didn't have a clientele and, you know, moved off into a different industry. But, but that's when I, I sit there and going, I have got to be able to educate trainers on how to make this happen. And I had a, a personal stigma about sales in general. I'm going to be jumping back and forth because my, you know, there are, there are flashbacks in my life. What can I say? <laughs> The I, it, sales in general is something I always hated personally because of that sales consultant that came in my first job there, you know, in Boston and just made me feel like sales. Ugh, you know, please don't you know, I don't want to do this. And I had uh, when I was curriculums quarter coordinator at, at Town Sports International, you know, I'm teaching the exercise science, I'm teaching the movements, exercise, uh, everything there is. And the, my boss at the time came up to me and said, you know, I need you to include a sales component. And I just wanted to throw up. I just go, I, I can't do that. I hate the sales. I hate the whole idea. And she goes, I, I don't, you are the biggest salesperson I know. And, you know, it, it, it people have that stigma about sales, what sales is, you know, and they think of the used car salesman and she brought that up and she's talking about you know your enthusiasm and your belief in this and the, and that is the say, what sales is and you know i i at the time hadn't fully grasped that but it was an epiphany for me and i you know i had to look more into that and i had to kind of reframe sales in my own head the um but that's but it's the same it's the same that's in you know most trainers heads they don't want to have to sell. Look, I'm. This is not what I do. I'm not a salesperson. I'm a this. Well, we're all salespeople, and you know, it, selling is part of life. It's it's just convincing or explaining. Um. So my journey from that point where I realized he needs help being able to sell, and so do most trainers. And so the business end started there, and it you know, it's a ten plus year journey, uh, in getting as much business experience and expertise as I could. At a certain point, uh, human kinetics came to me as, you know, I've been doing some writing and presenting on business and they came to me to ask me to write the business of personal training book, uh, which, you know, three years in the making came out in, uh, 2018. And, uh, since then I, you know, I've been, I really have been presenting on business, uh, for the last ten years, anyway, and the uh, it's been it's been really a great thing for me. There weren't that many people out there doing it. You know, you can name on your your you know two hands how many people are you know were doing it back in the day. Actually, just you know, I, I could name three or four that were doing it back when I started. Uh, people have recognized it now, and there are a lot more business opportunities out there, business uh, educational opportunities out there but, uh, at the time, not so much. And so this has been a real passion for me is helping people get better at their fitness businesses. Uh, and based off the book, I recently created the fitness business specialist program, which is a, essentially it's a certificate program where you've got to prove that, you know, this stuff, you know, so it's a combination of uh, knowing the book that I wrote and, uh, Additional information as I go and create extra webinars and programs that will just help those people in their business career, the business aspect of their career.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah, let's yeah. stop right Are there for on? a moment. Did I miss anything? Let's no, I think you let's stop there.
1: I, I gotta how say, how old though.
0: is he? Like one hundred and fifty <laughs> to do no, all no, the no, stuff no, that no, you no, just no, said, no, no, Christine. This is That's, crazy. He's
1: our guest. That was all within
2: five years.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying you look great. I it.
1: almost, I almost, you know, if I was drinking water, I would have spit it out when you said that there was only two or three people doing this, you know, selling business of fitness. Because right now, like my LinkedIn inbox and like every inbox I have oh, is yeah, just yeah. flooded with everybody <clears throat> who's just you know we did a whole episode on it ready willing and able and has the key for me you know on with without along with
2: that i just gotta say that i just put up this pet peeve on on facebook because one more time somebody came to me and goes you know they were they were and i was actually playing along with this a little bit um they they came up and goes mark i checked out your bio and and i see you're in the fitness business and i wanted to you know i can help you build your business Mm -hmm. and going you know i i shot back and going um, well, how exactly would you do that? And and he would go, well, we have a system. And I said, did you read my bio where it said I've been in the business since 1980? I've been in health club management. I wrote a book on the business of personal training. I'm you know I'm running mastermind groups. I'm doing this and yeah, yeah. He said yes, and I think that's great. You're gonna have a great perspective. And and then he tried to sell me again, <laughs> huh, going, what makes you? And, and he used the word, I will absolutely build your business. And I came back and go, which business? You know, I mean, I have a lot of businesses going on. Which one are you talking about? Well, all of them. <laughs> you are so full of it. <laughs> you know, and, but usually I just I just delete, delete, delete. Cause right. There are a thousand of them like that. But it's amazing how many are out there now. I mean, you know, back in the day, it was uh, Thomas Plummer and uh, Phil Kaplan. Pr- mm-hmm. You know, frankly, two names that have been around a long time. Actually, uh, Thomas Plummer just retired yeah, sort of, <laughs> uh, but you know, I don't, I don't think he's ever going to retire, but, but you know, those are the two names in business back in that, back in the day. Um, it's been a long, it's been a long haul. And now, I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, Christine, I know you're presenting a brand. I don't know if you are or not. But I, I think you have presented for succeed,
1: not succeed, but yeah.
2: You know, yeah. Yeah. But succeed. So succeed is, you know, the fitness business association. Now, there's a whole association for fitness business, and mm-hmm. this is, there are a lot more organizations. There are a lot of conferences on business now and a lot of mastermind groups and a lot of, you know, so that now we, the, the industry's finally figured out that, that we need this, these skills, which is great because more people will succeed at it.
0: Brian has presented because... SCW and succeed you that business, okay. whatever. Yes. And we've done podcasting stuff for that. All of it. So there it is. Hey, you know what? My mom,
1: my mom had had a yoga studio for a long, long time. And, and she always said you know, it, it, owning a yoga studio is a very unyogi thing to do, right? Because you've got to line up oh, schedules sure. and do payroll and make sure that the, you know, the, 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 the people are you know, sell memberships and all those things. And it's just not very yoga lifestyle. Not very like. free-loving. And, and really, and really, that's the, that's it. It's a labor of love, right? We, we do this stuff because we love to help people and we, you know, we enjoy the activity and, and the way that we get to interact with, with people and be in a gym setting and it's fun. Um, but, you know, it's rare that, you know, someone's, graduating from Columbia Business School and says I'm going into fitness because uh you know uh, I've got all this business acumen and and I know what to do you know most of us are are you know it's the sec- it's secondary um, and right. and and you know all the more reason why we do need it because it is a business and if you don't do it treat it as such you know it's not going to last very long
0: I have a um while Mark is here we I, we need to pick his brain a little bit for our listeners right. I think because I think we're all in agreement that I don't care if you're in fitness or anything, we're getting bombarded, bombarded from every level. I don't care if it's LinkedIn and Twitter and, you know, LinkedIn and um, Instagram and Facebook and it's like, you know, all of this, it's almost like, you know, you're getting you know, this like rapid fire of do this and this and I can save this and help this and it's, you know, cold leads, people you don't know. And yeah, there are systems. I mean, let's be honest. Systems are in place, Right. Like systems and math, and you know, you solve problems like in a certain and, way. And in sales, and yeah. in business, like and there for a are long things time. that work. There, there are. So I'm sure. Yeah. However, with that said, Mark, what is your? You know what? What do you tell someone who's getting bombarded, who does need help, who is looking for how to? Like you said, you know, your that that poor kid who was really smart but couldn't get a client what do you tell all these people that are getting solicited left and right? Is it, should they take a chance? Is there, you know, do they,
2: what do they do? Well, as Brian said, you know, and, and you have said, you know, your your email box is just chock full of all that, not to mention on the social media. Um, <clears throat> the, it's interesting because it's always make six figures you know, or, you know, you got 50 grand per month. Here we go. You know, here we go now. Um, Anytime it sounds like, wow, that sounds great. You know, it's probably not legit. First off, you know, my system, I can help you do this. Here's one of the things that if you ask me, how much can I make? uh, How much could you improve my, my monthly income? My answer would be, I don't know. Right. Right. It, de- it depends on so many things. What's your access to, to people? Are you doing online? You're doing, you know, is this in a house? What's your, you know, what's the population of your town? You mean, you know, you can't, it's like you can't charge New York City rates in, a you know, a country, small country town. You know, it's not the same, it, it, you know, it's apples and oranges. And anybody who said, you know, this blanketly says you'll make six figures uh, is full of, <laughs> excrement you know the the it uh th- that's that's uh one of those warning danger you know it don't those are not the people if you're looking for somebody truly um you want to be networking you know if you if you get to conferences i mean i I'm, i love going to conferences uh live conferences and boy do i miss those days uh because of the networking the chance to really talk with your peers you know not in your same town because sometimes that just is not stimulating at all or you all know the same thing and you need you need some fresh perspective and, and it's great to belong to groups and and even if you're online groups you know start to ask online who do you recommend look for reference you know it, referrals and um, and the check re- and check references i mean i asked this guy who contacted me well how long have you been in the business and i have been i've been working at this now for about five years wow that's impressive oh. <laughs> you know and you're selling it somebody's been in for 42 that you know better than i do okay um so check check all those things out but get a, get someone get a referral from somebody and you don't you know if you're actually I mean, as i think about this if you don't go to conferences and, and these days you know a lot of people don't um Look to the groups online, whether it's whether it's LinkedIn or it's it's Facebook, and go to go to uh, fitness business groups and ask those questions, because then you'll get some, you'll get some real names, you know, of how to get help. And, Legit help,
1: and and I'll even add if you do go to the conferences like work out at home and then go to the conferences to learn, right? There's workouts everywhere. You can work out all the time. If you're going to the conferences to work out instead of growing your business or making those connections or meeting people in the hallway, you know, or wherever, washing your hands at the sink, uh, you know, that's where you, that's where you get the best info and you make the best contacts. I'm, I'm so tired of everyone. Like, how was the conference? You know, who who do we have? I forget who it was on the show that said, how was the conference? Oh, it was great. I worked out. I got my ass kicked. Well, did you grow from it? You know, did you get anything from it? Can you could you have done that at home and saved yourself the expense and the hotel room and the travel and all that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile I'm like, I, mean, I, I you went know. out and
0: partied with the all the presenters and networks yeah. and whatever. Then and it's like, Well, did you have meetings? I'm like, Yeah, those are meetings. It's called it's called relationships. It's called making relationships and you know, aside you know, outside of just I'm Christine, I'm selling you something, this is what I do. No, it's here's who I am. you know, I I'm fun, I'm energetic, I want to help people now you think of me. You know, not just a you know, it's not just a dollar sign, it's a this is this is who I am, this is who Brian is, this is who Mark is. And well,
2: you know, you're kicking back to sales. Sales yeah. is is getting people to know, like and trust right. you. And that that's not just my you know, here's good information either it's going, I'm, I'm relatable. You know, you, you I mean, I, I talked to people about some people have very pristine, nothing personal on their business page. Uh, you know, I'm uh, particularly like a Facebook business page and nothing business on their personal page. And I'm, I'm like all over in both of those. You're going, if I got something going on, I let people know uh, the, if, you know, the, if, if your kids go to uh, Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts and, and, I posted that one time, you know, i taking my kids to kids to Cub Scouts. And I had a number of my contacts go, "Yeah, my kids go to it too and there's more connection." So people need to know you and get to know you and and that's where networking is so important is you get to build these relationships. I there, you know it's funny, I had a phone call yesterday uh from the guy who runs a fitness business group on Facebook and we've known each other in the business for a while, but we never made contact. And, and it's it, yesterday, uh, he, he, I posted something and he liked what I posted and he said, just can I, can I give you a call? And so for half an hour, he's, you know, he, we're, we're going back and forth. There was like two minutes of, you know, the getting to business and this is what I was really calling for. And then we're just talking back and forth and getting to know what we both do. And, and so now we have a connection and when and there's a relationship that was built. Uh, and that's, that's what that's all about. And I, I think we got off on a tangent. I can't remember where that was going, but that was, uh, uh oh, oh, just we're looking for the referrals, you know, getting to know people. And that's, that's how you, you know, get to know people. You'll start to build circles of connections and, you know, the whole idea of, of, uh, creating your network, the network itself, you know, the web that is that it's not about you and your first connections, it's about the people your friends know and the, the friends that they know. And LinkedIn used to do a great job with this going, you have this many connections and that, you know, six degrees of separation. You're connected to three million and whatever people. So it's you, you start to build your inner circle and it, it keeps expanding. And uh, and, you know, so start building an inner circle and then get those references to, to people that can help you
0: what is the biggest problem in your eyes? What's the biggest problem? I know you said, you know, with, with who you were working with, he was just, you know, giving a, here's what you should, here's the numbers and here's the, what is it? Like if you had that, you know, aha moment, if people, if you could just be like here and they were like, Oh, what would that be?
2: That's a good question. You know, if I had to <laughs> sum that up, what would that be? Um, I think building our business, building our business for most of us, is, and again, why we're in this in the first place is because we want to help people. And, in, you know, the, the sales comes, I mean, like the, the, my boss at the time had said, you know, even though I didn't think I was selling, I was selling. And that was because I cared about the people I was working with. And, uh, you know, the you you just have I mean, what's the biggest thing you you have to certainly not think about sales as sales. But how do I help this person? And if this person doesn't work with me, how successful will they be? And so, you know, becomes more and more important that they do work with you for their sake. And how they work with you is, is, you know, people always try to sell, you know, this, you know, maybe there is a program that they they will fit them perfectly, but oftentimes it's, you know, you, you have to learn to really listen to people. There it is. And well, well yeah, you know, I, I'm, I took a deep dive into motivational interviewing uh at the beginning of last year. And I, you know, I read six or seven books on it. And I, I've, I've attended sessions before at conferences on motivational interviewing, and I think that is really a key and I think a direction that I want to educate more trainers on. But it, th- half of it is just simply u- using open-ended questions, you know, not yes, no questions, but ones that will dive into it and being curious about them. Tell me more about what you're looking for. Tell me, what would it what it would feel like if you reach that goal? And, you know, so, you know, even to the point of, you know, how do you think it, what do you think it'll take for you to to get there? And, and asking them, you know, motivational interviewing, essentially, you're the facilitator and having them come up with actually the plan. And while you may be the expert in exercise, exercise science, you're not the expert in them. Only they are. And even, even sometimes they don't know themselves that well. And, and you can, you can peel back the layers. It's a little bit, you know, Shrek. I mean, Ogres are like onions. Right. Or, or parfait. Um, it's all layers. <laughs> the, uh, so you, you want to help them to peel back their own layers and find out what is their real motivator and, and what are they ready to start with and do. Uh, but that's, that's a matter of, of learning how to ask the right questions and really paying attention to the answers.
1: I, I love health coaching. Cause that's what it is, and 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 sometimes, like you know, I I do I do a little bit more than just fitness, and and sometimes it's that you know sometimes people are selling them fitness, 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 fitness. You sit and listen, you know, and you ask them a question. It's this. it's fine. You ask them a question, and you find out that they freaking hate fitness, and you know maybe you can help them (laughs) a little bit to get to love it, Um, but. You know, and here you are selling fitness, something that they hate. Well, geez, they're gonna—they can't wait to get away from you. You know, so it's just uh, you know asking those high mileage questions. You know, I love asking right. one question and then having, uh, you know, fifteen minutes later, me just going, uh huh. Uh huh. Did, did you <laughs> right. notice,
0: Brian, that he did not when I said about business, what's the aha? That Mark said nothing about numbers. Oh, you of said course. nothing about selling. You said nothing about a system. Right. Knock on a thousand and doors, make a thousand calls. Yeah, no percentages right. and whatnot. I get it. it. it Things exist out there. But the one thing that really stuck out from what you were saying was, you know, about learning to listen. And I think, you know, with all the podcasting that Brian and I have done in the last, you know, four years, I mean, I know I've become a better listener and being able to sit back and reflect and say, "Wow, that's that's amazing," and each of us, you know, we're always jotting down notes and things that spark and things that you know we can ask. And I think
1: I've had have, a great influence on you, Christine. You have, it's fair to say. Have, it's fair to say.
2: You have. He
0: also. <laughs> yeah. He's like he has a knife under the table, and he's like, "I'm going to stab you if you
1: if you speak right. again." Jabbing your life happens.
2: Um, there, there's a, a there's a, I I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact. Statement, And I can't remember who who actually quoted the, the quote, quote is from. But, um, you know, most people listen with the intent to answer, you know, as opposed to listening to actually hear what's being said. You know, and I and I, I, got certified as a wellness coach. Well, well, coaches works with, you know, the ACSM and they're a big coaching organization. Now, I, I went through their program when they were like, two years out, you know, a long time ago. But, you know, one of the interesting things about that for me was that just exactly that is I'm listening. And as the person is, you know, halfway through this sentence, I have an answer for them and I haven't heard their full story. And like, you know, the, what you want to do is cut back and, and just listen, let them finish. And then, then, Come up with another question or whatever, but really shut your own mind down. They uh, they would say, listen, to, listen until you don't exist. Um, which is, you know, really, you want to quiet your own mind to fully hear what they're saying because you may miss the fact that where they they you know in motivational interviewing too, they, people will talk. You talk about change talk and and sustain talk. You know, I I, w- I would love to do this, but I've got you know. And they have two – they're fighting themselves with that. If you hear only one part of that, you're missing the other part that's, that's probably going to stump them. And so you, you just – you have to have to listen, you know, and really hear that.
0: That is really good advice, Mark. That is advice that I think is a lot harder to implement than oh, sure. than we think
2: because it's – Well, you know, like everything else, it, it takes practice. It's an art. And, yeah, yeah, well, you know, and as you do this, you should be practicing. you going and every interview, motivational interviewing, or or, or your uh, consultation you have with a client or whatever, you should you should go back afterwards and think about what could I have done better. You, give yourself a critique after each time you do this, and going, I I caught myself doing, you know, one of the things you, you try not to say is but because but. It's, it makes it an either-or thing when when it really is an and both things exist. You you want to do something and there's an obstacle. Uh, but how many times did I say but? You know, okay, I said but a couple times. So let me work on that, or you know, go through and just get better at it. You're like everything else takes practice.
1: I had an old timer tell me once that uh, everything after but is bullshit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would, but right, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, but it's always and, the excuse. Yeah. And, and, uh, man, that, that made sense to me right away. I got his point. That's true. Very <laughs> true.
0: Mark, what, what's going on? So what is on your agenda right now? I know that you're doing, you know, you're doing masterminds, by the way, can you tell our audience, Tell all the listeners, what the heck is a mastermind? Because that kind of sounds intimidating for a lot of people. Like, mastermind, you think of all these, like, you know, super villains sitting around a table, like, excellence.
1: Well, is Captain America's mastermind. I know.
2: Well, you know, it's going, it's all the superheroes going, yeah, yeah, (laughs) we're going to do this. Uh, The um, masterminds can do do a lot of different things. I mean, you know, historically... uh, Ben Franklin had the the Junta or Junto uh, group, where he brought together uh, different members of the community who ran businesses, you know, various different businesses, and would bring them together, and they would hash out just all kinds of ideas and, and brainstorm and talk, and but if the idea is just to with this this group dynamic to be able to think through the various you know challenges or problems in, in a more modern way there are uh there's some masterminds groups that are very specific to uh, an industry like the ones we're doing or really focusing on the fit medical fitness industry and building your business um and, it, and it's this one's called uh medfit business success mastermind and uh, so it is a business success for those fitness professionals uh, working in or trying to work in the medical fitness area. But, you know, we sometimes you'll pick businesses where they're like, maybe it's all the mom and pops in a, in a town, you know, that are at the same level, having the same challenges and, you know, but different businesses. Uh, <clears throat> so it can be either way. But what each of them does is it is less about the facilitator, which is what I, my role is. And in spite of my years of experience and, and information that I've gathered, the I'm not giving information unless it's sort of needed. It's really about the group dynamic of everybody helping each other. And what's interesting in the first group I started uh, with them is uh, I, had, I have one club owner and you know some some middle level people and a couple people who are brand new to the industry, and as a second career, interestingly enough, and some of the best input and ideas come from a woman who is essentially retired and getting into personal training uh, but she had a whole administrative job in in the health field but but it was, it was not in personal training, but she's come up with some great ideas and, here you know, some great strategies for, you know, others in the group. So the idea is that everybody helps everybody else. We go around the, the room, you know, virtually go around the room and, you know, here's, here's this person's challenges, what they want for goals. Here are the challenges they want. What, what's the next step for them? You know, they have to come up with, what that is for them and then how best to treat it. We go around the room and everybody, you know, asks their questions and, you know, try everybody tries to come up with solutions. So it's a group that really tries to help each other move forward in their business careers. Does that sum it up?
1: It's beautiful i love I love hearing when other people have my same problem, <laughs> and they get to say it, and then I get to hear it, and then the advice starts flying, and I maybe even throw in my two cents as to maybe how I think I should handle that or uh work right. on it and and you know it's well received It's, okay, I'm on the right path, you're all right, it's good, it's comforting
2: right yeah I mean sometimes i mean just the affirmation of it. You're going yes, yes, okay. Phew, I'm doing this, the right thing. Right. Actually, half the conferences I go to these days, you know, I'm I'm happy if I pull away a little something new, but a lot of times it's just going. Oh, I, I'm still on track. Good. You know, the old guy who hasn't lost. You know, got stuck in the past. I'm Some still progressing. reassurance
1: yes. is never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Mark,
0: tell our speaking of masterminds, tell all of our listeners. What can they do to get in touch with you or maybe join one of your future
2: masterminds? Well, I mean, if you go to MedFit Network, uh, yeah, you get, you get stumped yeah. with the address, uh, the web address right offhand, uh, there is uh, a place where you can, you can join the mastermind groups. If you want to get in, in touch with me directly, it's just mark at fitnessbusinessspecialist.com. and I'm happy to answer any questions anybody has.
1: All good stuff and we'll throw those links into the show notes too. So uh if you're listening to this, you can always resort back to that and we'll have the uh, proper medfit cuz there's a couple different websites but yeah. org uh is is one for sure. But uh again, it's all all going to be linked up there and uh yeah, it's really it's re- you know, it's 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 a positive thing and and uh it um, you know, you, you, if you invest in in yourself, uh, you know, from a business standpoint, in the fitness industry, it, it usually pays off. Uh, you know, if if you do it well and you listen and
2: well, you know, funny that's that's a funny thing that you just said, Brian, because the a lot of people have a lot of trainers have difficulty paying for something. You know, a conference. We have to three hundred dollars to go to the conference. If you learn enough to get one client from that. You know, the lifetime of the client will have what, you know, overpaid, you know, I mean, all you need to do is get one client from the information and you're paid for the whole thing. So it's, it is such an important thing to invest in yourself.
1: Got to let go of the money sometimes, right? You can be clutching Benjamins and uh, and 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 nothing, getting nothing in return, and just like you know, same thing. Sometimes you got to let it go. Sometimes you got to kind of stop selling and just talking about what's up, uh, uh, you know, with, with everybody else and and uh, getting to know them. And that's when the real selling, you know, happens without you even thinking about it. So uh, I love it, Mark. I think you're uh, I think you're doing great stuff and and helping a lot of people.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you for uh, spending a. Chilly Friday afternoon in February with the two fit crazies. It was. Where uh, are you
2: guys? Where are you guys located? The Jersey Shore. Oh, Jersey Shore. Okay, so yeah, we're just we're not that far. A couple hours. Yeah. 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 It's chilly here too. Rainy, chilly.
0: Same time zone. You know, we're good.
2: Yep. We're all good.
0: We got this. We nailed it. (laughs) Oh my
1: goodness,
0: (laughs) Mark! It is an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to seeing you in person at some point this year as uh, yes. as things start to open up and conferences and um i just really appreciate you sharing some of those um nuggets with our listeners about listen be careful be careful with selling because it's not always exactly what you think and um there's a lot of a lot of resources out there like mark that um could really help you so we appreciate that
2: oh thank you so much
0: awesome so ready with that said it is Christine Conte and I'm Brian Prendergast and we are two fit crazy. and the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.